Hey, hey, Donna Price here, the host of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled that you have joined the show so that you can hear from Visionary Womenpreneurs, their journey to success, the challenges, the hurdles, the successes, and the celebrations to making a difference in the world. We believe that Visionary Womenpreneurs impact not only their families, their customers, their clients, but also their communities, and that ripples out into the world. When you're a successful entrepreneur, you make a difference. This show is all about how to do that, how to become a visionary womenpreneur and make it big in the world. I'm excited to bring to you guests and episodes focused on business building strategies for your success. So let's get started. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Today, I'm thrilled to have Carol Dunlop joining me for an interactive conversation about how your website is killing your business. Carol Dunlop is the CCO at CSI Corporation, the company that she founded 25 years ago with her husband, Alvin. Carol is an, is an Amazon number one international best-selling author for her book, Unmarket Your Business, 10 Ways for Savvy Entrepreneurs to Stand Out, Stop Struggling, and Start Profiting. Carol is known as the online wow strategist. She works with entrepreneurs who struggle to market their business online to find, the, to find and perfect the marketing strategy they love so they can get more clients and live the life they want. Carol's clients hail from cities across the USA, the UK, and Australia. Welcome, Carol, to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Excuse me. I have to apologize first. My voice is kind of crazy. But I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope that you feel better soon. So thank you. I'm excited to talk with you today about websites and how they are killing people's businesses. <laughs> and people, yes. are, people are probably going to be um, shocked to hear that their website's not helping their business because that's what they thought they were buying when they bought that. So Right. So why don't you tell us um, just a little bit about yourself before we dive into talking about websites and how you got started in business? Sure, I'd love to. First of all, thank you for having me. And like I said, I want to apologize to everyone about my voice, but hey, the show must go on. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) So so about 25 years ago, actually, it'll be 25 years in June. My husband and I met each other and fell in love. And six months later, we were actually engaged and then we got married. And then when we got married, he said, you need to have your, you know, you need to go in business with me. You need to be doing a business because I was just a graphic designer working at a company. And we all know how that is with the J-O-B thing. So I was like, okay, so what you got? And he said, "Um, we need to do something that's international. That's great. That can help people. And that was in 1994. And in 1994, the World Wide Web, as we know it now, didn't even exist or it was just coming into being. But my husband is a a geek and a tech guru from, I mean, ages ago. 
and he was like, business owners need to put themselves out there. And I'm like, huh, how do we do that? And he said, well, you're a graphic designer, you're an artist, and you know how to make things look good. And I know how to connect with, um, uh, connect the bulletin boards and the things of the time. So let's put our heads together. And we came up with our company, Creative Services International. And what we did was we actually helped people to create their websites so that they could get online and service other people. Nobody even knew what a website was or what it did or anything, but it was just a way of you showing others that, you know, you were ready to do business. And that's what we did. And we, we kept doing it and people kept coming back to us and we kept refining it. So here we are today still doing websites, but we've added uh, social media, content marketing and email marketing to it because even if you have the most beautiful, awesome website in the world, it doesn't do you any good if no one can find you. And that's what we added probably about three years ago. We started doing marketing and showing people how to market their business and get people to the website. So that's what we're up to now. <laughs> cool. So you and I like believe have similar beliefs because I believe there's a lot of, I call it dead real estate on the internet. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. just websites that nobody even knows that they're there anymore and Google stopped looking at it. And, um, and that's what a lot of small business owners end up having is just a dead website. So um, right. I would imagine that you've seen being in business for 25 years, it's changed a whole lot since when you started. Mm -hmm. In, yeah, definitely. In how people are using websites and what's the what's effective now versus when you first started building websites. So mm -hmm. what do you see as like some of the critical changes that have happened that people need to be aware of? Well, the one main thing that has changed are the way the websites look used to be when you first started your website, and I'm sure you remember this, Donna, it was that glaring green or glaring blue or these funky little characters that would, like little ducks, would come across your website. You know, that was the cool thing. That was the end thing because nobody knew what to do with it. This is a new platform, a new medium, and you know how entrepreneurs are. We're always looking at a way to get out there in front of people, and we're like, this is the way. But the thing that's happened now is that websites are not just a brochure and that's what people were doing at that time they were just doing online brochures they were taking their business and their brochure that they had their flyers or whatever and they were just recreating them on the website it really didn't do anything it's just you went to the page about us or what services we had and it just kind of you know you just read it that was it today totally different is that what we're doing now is we're being interactive with people. We're actually questioning them and answering their questions and showing them things that they can do with their business. Like for instance, when someone comes to your website now, your website needs to answer the questions that they already have in their head. You need to show them that, hey, I'm the one you want. Hey, I can solve your problem. Hey, I even know what your problem is. And you immediately go into that. You know, it's not about some standalone brochure that just tells you all about your company and what um, great things you've done and how many degrees you have and what uh, certificates you've won. 
it's about how can you help me? Because you know for yourself, everybody's tuned into that station, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? I'm not just going to visit your website just to see how great you are. I want to see what you could do for me, how you can stop this pain or what solution that you have. And that's what we have to do with our websites now. And then because of the entertainment that has happened, you know, Hollywood and, and rock stars and stuff there, you know, they're used to entertaining people and showing them a good time. We have to make our websites kind of like that. Now we don't have to have dancing people on it or things flying in from the left and right and changing colors, but we do have to solve the problems of our audience. The people who come to our website, we have to show them that we can solve our problem. And we can do that by having a quiz that answers our questions or maybe they're gonna download something, or maybe there's a video they can watch. You know, they're just, a, those are just a couple of things, but we gotta stand out because we're fighting for the eyeballs of everybody that's in our target market because we're fighting with Hollywood, we're fighting with TV, we're fighting with actors and actresses having their own, you know, their blogs and stuff like that. So we gotta make ourselves stand out. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's such dead real estate out there because people just don't know what to do with it or how to do it. So how long do you think people have to stand out? When somebody lands on your website, how much time do I have to grab their attention? You got a whole 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) If if that that much. much. If that much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't don't have long because, you know, I, I read somewhere that the attention span of the regular average everyday person is shorter than that of a goldfish. So God only knows how long, you know, what's the attention span of goldfish? We don't even know, but our, you know, the way we are hurry up and get it now. I I don't want to wait for anything. That's how we are. So if your site is, if it loads slow or when it comes up and it has nothing to do with what you told me I would find, that people are going to just, you know, they're just going to go to the next thing. They're just going to bounce away and you'll never know they were ever right. there. So 30 seconds at max. Yep. I always feel, I tell people like once they bounce and then they decide later at some point that they need what you have, they're not going to find you again. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're going right. to put their yeah, exactly. keywords into the search and you're not going to pop up on their screen again. Your competitors are. You're so right. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's confusing because people don't know what keywords mm-hmm. mean. You know, they think keywords SEO optimized. And, you know, you could, I can, when I say that, I can see people, their eyes just rolling back in their head like, oh my God, what are you talking about? But keywords, all it is, is a word that describes what you do or a word that resonates with your audience that shows them that, hey, I know what you're talking about. It's really all a keyword is. So if you create you know, I would say like 20, 20 keywords that describe what you do. And it could be as simple as website designer. You know, that's a popular one. That's what we do, website designer. So at least you got to have some popular keywords in there. You have to have some specific keywords because one of our, one of my keywords is unmarket your business because that's what I do. I teach people how to not do the traditional stuff, how to do the new stuff. So I do unmarket your business. And You just kind of got to put that out there. And once you get people to recognizing, if I put this keyword in there, I'm going to get this person. Right. And then I think it's going to be a whole, 
uh, you know, so much, there's going to be a lot more understanding and a lot less confusion. Yep. I think you have to think about like what the person's going to, like what the question is that they're trying to answer. Like you said before, that exactly. pain that they have and that mm-hmm. like ties into your keyword, like exactly yes. like put that in there, like what they're going to search for because they're not always going to know the right. name of your business when they find you. So that's exactly correct. You got to think, I just always say, you have to think like your customer or your client. You can't think like you, you know, if you're going out and you're trying to explain your business to yourself, it's not going to be a whole bunch of explanation because you know exactly what you do. You know how awesome you are, you know, you know, A goes into B equals C type of thing, but your clients and customers don't know that your audience has no idea what you do and they don't want to hear jargon. They don't want to hear optimize for SEO intervention or they're like, huh? What, what are you saying? Yeah. All you're trying to do is help your customer or client find you so that they can buy from you. That's really all you're doing. I think of my, my mom was over the other day asking me a question and she said, well, what would I put into Google to find the answer? I was like that exact question. Just put it right into Google, and it will answer it for you. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yes, just word for word what you just asked me. Put it in there." So, so tell us how a website kills your business. Oh no! Did I lose you? I can't hear you any longer. So I'm hoping. Can you hear me? Yep. Now I can hear you. Donna? Yep. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. Don't know what happened, <laughs> but it has to do with lack. Uh, lack. And these are the three things that your website can't lack or it will kill your business. Number one is a lack of clarity. So if your business, if your website is confusing, your message is unclear or what you do is unclear, who you work with is unclear, um, what you do to help them is unclear, then when people land on your website, they're going to bounce. So you have to have clarity. You have to be able to say to them once they land, hey, specific audience, I do this for you and I help you solve this problem. Now, you don't say it exactly like that, but by what you present to them, that's telling them that you understand, you know, what's in it for me. You understand me. You understand what I want. You understand who I am. So for instance, if you are um, a chef who creates quick recipes for busy moms, then you need to say that, hey, I help you create, create recipes that have six ingredients or less. You could do them in 30 minutes so your family can eat really quickly and be healthy. So when the busy mom gets on your website, they're like, oh, okay, I like this person because I, I don't have time to cook for a long time and I want my family to eat healthy. So you tell them right up front. So lack of clarity is a number one killer for websites. So you have to be clear. You have to, you have to know who ex- exactly who your audience is, what you do for them, and what they're looking for. If you do accomplish those three things and everything you put out, every page, 
every audio, every video, then you're going to be good. The other thing is a, let's say, a lack of, um, I, I want to say, <laughs> you're not, you're confusing. You know, clarity is one thing, but your navigation is confusing. So everybody knows right now that your navigation pretty much should be at the top of your page and should lead you to where you want to go. If you say, no, I don't want my navigation on the top. I want it on the left-hand side. Well, you're already, there's a strike against you because people are looking for it in one specific place and you put it on the left or you want to put it on the right or you want to put your navigation on the, on the bottom. Sometimes it's good to just follow what everybody's been doing because when people come to your, to your website, they want to make sure that I can find what I'm looking for. So that that's really like a lack of direction. You want to tell them, hey, I told you to come to this website so you can find the recipes that you want. Yep, I can't hear you again. So you, I would assume that you want to have them going, like you would want to have something in your navigation that says recipes if, if it's not right yes. on your front page. So it's saying like, you came here, Simple recipes, here they are. Yes, can you hear me? Yep, now I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't know what's happening. Me with neither. my thing going out. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird, but thank you all for hanging in there with us because we're going to get this information out to <laughs> yep, you. definitely. All right, and the, and the third thing is just, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, and that was a slow loading site. You know, it's um, if your site loads really slow, it takes more than a minute to come up. Most people aren't going to stay around and stick around and see what you're talking about, because when they go to your site, they're ready to see something. Yeah. And if it's just a white page just sitting there or nothing's happening, they're going to bounce. I mean, I bounce. You know, if I, if I can see your site loading and I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a couple more seconds. But if it doesn't load really quickly, if I can't find what I'm looking for, then I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing out of there. So that's it. You have to be clear. You have to show them what they came for and you have to do it fast. So if you do, don't do any of those things, your people are going to leave and they'll never come right. back. You'll never get with them again. Okay. So what are some of the ways people can avoid having these problems? if they're not like a web designer like you, like how do they avoid it? Obviously like one, like work with a professional to get help in making sure your site's mm -hmm. put together well and, right. and effectively. So what else can they do? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question because most of the people are saying, well, I'm not a web designer, I don't know what to do. But basically you do. You should have... You should think about your navigation. There are five areas that you should always have. Home, contact, services, about, and the blog. You should really have a blog. Uh, and those are the five <laughs> things you really, really need. So tell people why they need a blog. Okay, you need a blog because number one, Google, Bing, and Yahoo love them. All the search engines love blogs. Why? Because the information changes uh, regularly and they like for things to change. The second thing is 
a blog can help you get things out of your brain and tell people, you know, what's going on with your business, why you created this, uh, this gadget or widget, why you're doing this, where to find you, what your thoughts are. They can really, a blog helps you to go deep. Definitely. We just lost you again, but um, blogs, my perspective on blogs is that it's adding that new content that keeps the search engines interested in you. And I look at it as the hub of kind of my business. So I do social media, but I'm trying to bring people back to my website. So my blog is part of how I pull people back in to the website to see the article or the new information that's there. You're coming back, but you're breaking up a little bit. Okay. What about now? Yep. Now you sound good. So anything else with blogs? I know that um, like sometimes I hear people saying, you know, well, like I don't need a blog. That's like old, but it's really not like it's still something that you should be doing and you should be doing it regularly. So how often do you think someone should be adding to their blog? At least once a week. All right, I got to because... open mine. <laughs> when we're done here, Carol, I'm going to go block. <laughs> <laughs> At least once a week. And, and it's just about being regular, you know, because if you, if you strive for once a week, you'll probably get there you know, three times out of the month or something because we're busy. We're working. Yep. We've got a business to run. But if you say, I'm only going to do it twice a month, you ain't going to do it. You know you're not. And it may right. wind up being once a month. But if if you just think about this, once you put a blog out there and you start promoting it, because you have to promote the blog. Nobody knows it's there if you don't promote it. So once you start promoting it, you start waking people up to, hey, she's talking about something I want to hear about. Yeah. Or, hey, this is a good subject. Let's uh, let's see what else she's got. So that's all it is. It's a it's a way to advertise, a way for people to get to know you. And it's a way for the search engines to expect regular information from you. So, you know. so Carol, would you say that the blog is the most important part of a website? Or are there other things that are more important or equally important? Hmm, That's a great question. <clears throat> I think that the blog is one of the most important pieces because, as I said before, it renews. I mean, uh, the search engines are looking for it. They're looking for new content. And a blog helps you tell your story. So in the About page and in the Services page and things like that, you know, you can, you can tell more of your story. You can say, you know, this is your brand story. This is what happened. This is why I created this whole company and blah, blah, blah. But the blog helps you to go a little bit deeper because, you know, there's only so many, so much that people are going to read on your about page or on your services page or on your contact us. There's only so much they're going to read, but you can go into depth and go in and, and kind of break it up into pieces in the blog. So I'd have to say it is one of the most important things, but it's not the most important because you need to tell people how to contact you on the contact page. You need to tell the story of how your business started and what you're about and, you know, what services you have. But, yeah, I, I definitely say it's one of the most important. And it's one of the ones that people 
I guess, think about the least. They're like, oh, I don't have time to blog. I don't want to blog. But it's so good for you when you're relating with your audience because they want to know more about you. They want to get to know you like you trust you and then buy from you. So the blog kind of helps you do that. And, you know, it, it helps you kind of solidify these things that they're thinking that you're about. They think, oh, yep. this person does this, this company does this. And you're like, yeah, I do this, and this is why I do this, and this is how I can help you, and this is how I can make you successful in whatever it is. So, so yeah, it's one of the most important. Well, I think one of the things that you said there was telling your story. And mm-hmm. one of the things that makes me think about is, um, you know, like I have the About Us page and all those things. But one of the things that I think that there's things that you do in your life that maybe aren't directly related to your business mm-hmm. that can be relevant to a person looking at your business. Yeah. So, for instance, years ago, I biked across the country. It's mm, sort wow. of related to my business because I wrote a book about it, but mm-hmm. it's like not. Like, I don't teach people how to bike across the country. <laughs> I mean, I would if somebody asked me, but that's not my primary right. business. But I found that when I include that more in my story, that I have different people reach out to me. They're like, oh, I found you because of this story. Right. Right. You know, and so there's, like, little things that we each have that can enhance, like, our like how people connect to us and what they find intriguing or interesting or like a reason to like begin that kind of engagement. And that about us page might not cover it. Because you're going to, like it says I biked cross country on my about us page, but it doesn't tell the story about it or anything. It just says Donna biked cross country kind of thing. Um, so I think, I think the storytelling is important um, for people to include on their website. Excuse me, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> this cold has got me. Okay, I'm getting myself together. Okay. Okay, you're exactly correct. Because years ago, um, I listened to this lady who was talking about PR, and she was saying that she had been in or mentioned in uh, magazines, newsletters, all kind of PR, like over, um, I want to say like 250 times or something. It was It was a big number. And she said that most of the PR she had gotten, a lot of it was because of her business, but some other stuff was like one particular thing she did was her and her daughter, uh, she had adopted her daughter or one of her daughters. She had adopted them. And this this company reached out to her to talk about the adoption process. And somebody saw her talk about the adoption process and learned that she also did whatever it was she did for her company and reached out to her because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the human connection that we get with somebody, just like for me, my brand story includes the fact 
that my husband and I both suffered a detrimental health crisis uh, in 2011. He had a stroke and was paralyzed on one side, couldn't talk, couldn't walk. And he's a computer engineer, so he needed his hands, and his hand wouldn't work. So it took him like uh, three months of rehab to get back together. And then six months after he had his stroke, I suffered, I was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. But in all of that, that year was crazy. I mean, you yeah. know, we, we lost we lost everything. We lost our home. We lost cars. We lost, you know, financial stability. We lost our health for a minute. But we were able to not only come back and come back stronger, but we were able to get through it because of the help from uh, social media, my friends and fans on social media, our family, our loved ones and stuff. But that part of the story just kind of grips you like, really? Oh, my God. If I had been diagnosed with breast cancer, I want to reach out and connect with you, which a lot of people have. And if I had suffered a stroke, I'd want to reach out and connect with you, which other people have. But to have that happen, one, you know, one family has both people go down with something and you came through, then that kind of solidifies something in your brain about us, and then they want to connect with us. It's, it's just the human part of the story. You're more than what your company is. You're more than what your company does. You're more than the products that you have, and people want to know that. That's why, you know, having a blog and actually blogging on the blog <laughs> is very important. And because you want, because now if you think about it, people want to connect with companies who are doing things and helping others. Just like that, what's that company that does the the firehouse subs? Every sub you buy helps a firefighter. So even if you yeah, don't cool. like subs, you might you might even go over to that company and say, "Hey, I want to get involved with this company or buy buy a sub because they're helping firefighters." So that's the reason that you do it. Yeah, yeah, I think that telling stories is important, and I know for myself. Um, like I was hesitant to like be personal and <laughs> on my right. social media and on my mm-hmm. um website and it took a while to feel comfortable with that. And I would say it's something that I still work on. Like you know, like right. how personal do you want to get? But at the same time I I think that there's great value in sharing those stories. So, you know, continue to work on it and expand what what's shared online, you know, and um and there's benefit to it. It is. It was one thing that you said earlier I wanted to really say kudos to because you said that your website is like the hub for your business and it is because even the stories that we tell, the posts that we promote, the tweets, the pins, the whatever, everything leads back to your website, every single thing. So it's like all roads lead to Rome type of thing. So even your stories that are making you more human, they lead back to your website so people can say, oh, man, she did that. I've always wanted to do that, or I did something like that. Or just knowing you, wow, I think she's awesome. She did that. Let me see about working with her because I admire her. She's a leader. She's this, she's that oh, she can help me to do whatever. So it just humanizes you. 
And as long as you lead every, everything back to your website, you don't depend on these out, outer sources to get clients, then I, I think you'll be okay. And, and then you also said, you know, how, how personal do you get? Well, that's up to you. How much do you want to right. share? You know, because even us going through those that trying time, I didn't tell you everything. I just told you the highlights of it. And if we got to know each other better, I may tell you more, but you don't really want to know all the nitty-gritty stuff. You just want to know, oh, you survived. That's good enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) My mother has had breast cancer three times now, and we're done with breast cancer. Um, So I know a lot of the nitty-gritty that you're talking about. Right, right. I'm telling you. Oh, Lord. (laughs) It can be something. (laughs) It is. Well, um, I'm glad that you all came through that. And yes, there's always lessons to be learned from the struggles that we face, I think. Um, yeah, there is. There is. And, you know, the whole thing about it, when we came through it, we still had our business intact. That's I praise God and thank God for that because we could have lost our business. We lost so much, but we didn't lose our business. Yep. And we were able to keep that going because, number one, we had our website up. Number two, we had social media, and we made all the stuff to social media go there. Even with me sharing the story of, you know, how my husband had a stroke and he almost died and how I went through breast cancer and decided to do all the stuff, you know, the the mammograms and everything I had to do with the chemotherapy. You know, I brought my audience straight in because I really needed <laughs> I think it was more for me and sharing that <laughs> than it was that they needed to know. I really didn't care. I was like, y'all going to know this anyway because me getting it off my chest and having someone to talk to and share with really helped me to, I guess, get through it and survive it and get on the other end of it now. Definitely. Well, and I think the other um, part of that is like when you, like in my book, Launching Your Dreams, I talk about like when you share your dream, people Mm -hmm. like come and they help you build it right you know, but so right. many people are protective of that dream but I would see it being the same thing with like when you're going through a challenge like that when you share it then people can volunteer to support you even if it's mm-hmm. likes or um, comments on a post that are right. positive encouragement like it helps but if you're quiet and you're not sharing any of that then people can't say anything to be supportive or you know, step forward in any way. So right, you know, right, and you think you're alone. You know, that's one thing that business owners think all the time, especially on us entrepreneurs. You know, the smaller one, two, three person shops. You know, with even people who have ten to hundred people that work for them, they think they're in the salon. No matter if you're a mom and pop, you think, oh my God, I'm just doing it by myself, or oh, I'm just heading this department, and no one else knows what I what I'm going through, but if you blog about it, you know, to a certain extent, what you know, whatever you're comfortable with blogging, then you'll find other people who, like, yeah, I'm going through that too, and this was the solution that I found. Oh, I haven't gone through that yet, but I'm at this point, and you've helped me a lot, and I think that's part of the human experience too that allows us to keep going because we can share and share and help others and be helped at the same time. Yep, definitely. So 
what's important for people to look for when they're hiring a web designer or a web design company? Because they're not all the same. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. And I always start off with, see if that person is really listening to you. They should be doing more listening than talking. You, as the person who's hiring them, should be doing all the talking. I mean, aside from asking a question and them answering, you should be doing all the talking because if they're listening to you, they're trying to figure out who you are, who you serve, and what your products or services are and how they can help you get that out there to the world. If they're just telling you, oh, I got this award or I got that award, you know, we're in the we got this certification, we've helped all these many blah, blah, blah. They're not listening to you. They are, you know, want you to come into their, their uh, be one of their peeps or be one of their clients so they can check that notch off. But they're not necessarily listening to what you want to do with your website. And it's so funny. I've had several clients that come to me and say, wow, you don't talk like a geek, Carol, or you don't use these strange words that I know nothing about, and I'm always trying to make sure that they understand what I'm saying. So I can, you know, get very granular with it, and I can get very geeky with it if need be. But with the regular person who's trying to get a website done, you don't need all that. You need someone who speaks your language, which is probably English or whatever your native language is, and not geek and not tech and can understand your vision and can articulate it back to you. So that's the number one thing you're going to look for. Are they listening to me? Do they know what I want? Okay. One of the things that impresses me about your company is that it sounds like your company like knows how to make a website work. And what mm-hmm. I've found is that not all web companies, they know how to build a website, but they right. don't necessarily know how to make it work for the client. You're right. And You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God! <laughs> like, how do people like figure that out? Like with somebody, because people can you can pay a lot of money for a beautiful website that doesn't do a damn thing for you. You're so right about that. All the pretty, we say that all the time. All the pretty websites in the world doesn't make, doesn't make a difference if nobody's visiting. And the reason you got this website up is because you want people to visit. You want the right people who are going to pay you to visit. So, and and that is all involved in you choosing the right person. You know, looking at their sites and stuff. But making it work, as I see it, is th- there's two things that a website should be doing, and that's one. They should, it should be going out and searching for the clients who are going to pay you and bringing them back to your site. And then it should be closing deals. And closing deals means that they're getting on your list or they're watching the video that you tell them to watch or they're downloading something. Whatever it is that you tell them, that call to action, they should be doing that. That's closing deals. It's not always about, you know, selling something, but it's about, Getting them, if I tell you to do this, are you going to do it? Yes. Download this. Read this. Watch this. That type of stuff. That's what I mean. But in order for, in order for the website to work for you, they got to know those three things. It, you know, who your, who's your audience, what they want from you, and what you're willing to provide. 
And if the web designer can incorporate that into your design, then you've hit a home run. Because just having something flying across your screen, just to fly across your screen, that doesn't do anything for you. But if that thing that's flying across the screen is leading them to something that they can download and get value from, then now we're talking. So, you know, I, I think the best way for a um, a business, an entrepreneur, a company to get that across is really to take some time and to brainstorm what it is they want from this site. Just sit down with yourself or with your team or with your spouse or whoever you're working with. If it's just you, then it's just you. And say, well, you know, what I want this website to do. I want this website to bring me clients. What kind of clients do you want? Is there a prerequisite yeah. before they talk to you? You know, do they have to fill out a form or do they have to go through a course or do they have to be a, you know, a certain level of income or something like that? You know, you have to know what you want. And then when you meet the potential web designer, then you can tell them, I want my website to do this and then I want this and I want this. And if they look at you with a blank stare, Run and go find you somebody else. <laughs> run, <laughs> but if away. They cock, run away. But if they cock their head to the side and say, okay, great, you want this kind of client? Well, what are you giving? You know, they ask you questions and you're answering. Then, hey, stay with that person and talk to them because they're the ones who are going to help you do what you need to do. Cool. So, Tell me how people can get in touch with you. What's your website that people should visit, or how should they be in touch? No, awesome. I'd love to tell you that, please. My website is www.csicorporation.com. And I have a very special gift, and it's seven client-getting strategies that you can put into place, like right now, to help you make the most of your website and start getting those clients we're talking about and you can get it one or two ways. You can go to the website, csicorporation.com. It's on the it's on the home page. It'll just say download these seven strategies. Or you can go to csicorporation.com forward slash seven dash strategies and it'll lead you right to it. So either way, you get it. It's a really neat, quick acting uh report that you can download. Look at those seven strategies. And if you implement those things, you'll see a turnaround pretty quickly you know, in people being able to find you, people being able to interact with you and hopefully become a client because that's what we're all about. You know, a lot of times, I want to say this, a lot of times people say, you know, I just want a website and I want to do this and I want to do that. We want to build you a website that gets you clients because if you don't have clients, you don't have money. You don't have money, you don't have a business. You don't have a business, I mean, you might as well just sing Kumbaya on the side of the street with a can. So we want to get yeah. a, a website that gets you clients. <laughs> well, great. So that's <clears> – <throat> oh, no, my voice is going now, too. So oh, no. Oh, no, it's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. Okay, so CSI Corporation, is that dot com? Yes. Yes, that's The it. website. Mm-hmm. Creative Services International is the company. CSICorporation.com yes. is the website. Be sure to go mm-hmm. – to visit Carol's site and pick up the free report that she has for you on seven client getting strategies. Was that right? Yes, that is it. You listen well. <laughs> and and um, I want to just thank you so much for 
being here and hanging in with your voice and our technology challenges today. It's been great to talk with you and learn more about websites and how to make them work better for us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, so much for hanging in with me. I didn't want to cancel this. I knew I could talk and get through it. So God bless me to be able to actually get the voice out. So now I don't have to talk the rest of the day. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much and have a great day. You too. Thanks so much, Donna. Have you picked up the Visionary Womenpreneurs Field Guide yet? It's filled with information to help you build a marketing system that becomes predictable and reliable for growing your business. Pick up the field guide today at visionarywomenpreneurs.com. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary woman printer. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Women Printers, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.